Welcome to The Biggest Solution in the Universe, the show where we discuss every solution in the universe from manpower to enriched flour. <laughs> With over 5 million downloads, this is the only show where you decide what should or shouldn't be on the big list of solutions. I'm Maddox. With me is Dick. Hey. And Sean, our audio engineer. Hello. Welcome back. Biggest Solution number 16. Sounds like done. it was just yesterday that we did this. Yeah. What? The uh, solutions episode. Yeah. Yeah. Time what flies. Our, what were our solutions last time? The Something solutions. with computers, wasn't it? No. No? The solutions last time. Well, the biggest solution in the universe from last month was right on red, turning right on red. <laughs> That's right. I remember that one. Then television. And then floss. The television and floss were neck and neck. Uh-huh. And then uh, dead last was springs, but still in the positive territory. Are you serious? Television and floss were neck and neck? Yeah. Who the fuck is voting television and floss as equal solutions? Television. Floss. Who, no one even uses floss. Everyone you use, use floss. Who don't, That's it. People who don't have cavities use floss, dick. Television, on the other hand, bunch of horse shit. You stopped watching. Nobody watches TV anymore. Everyone watches YouTube. I think Netflix would disagree with you. Yeah, I don't count Netflix as television. That's all. That's all new media. So it's called new media. That's new media. So you're like, hey, come over and watch some new media with me. No, I saw a pretty good episode of BoJack Horseman on new media. Yeah, that's what I would say. (laughs) Yeah, that's what you say. No, but Netflix is new media. It's not considered television. Television is considered on air, uh, on air broadcast, uh, over the air broadcast, and cable. You understand uh, that a, a television is a is an appliance. Well, right. Not things going through the air necessarily. Depends a television on what you, is like the thing that sits in your living room. Dick, you understand what you do on the television determines what you say to people, right? You can play video games on a television. That's not, hey, come over and watch television and then we play video games. That's playing video games versus watching television. But when you go to the store, what do you buy? <laughs> I buy milk, shithead. <laughs> you buy a new media, Sean. Right. I think it's obvious. No, Have you ever what? played video games not on a television? Yeah, I play on my computer. What do you Or on a portable system. What do you look at it on? On my on the portable system, the screen. Yeah. The oh, screen's okay. not a television. What, would you, what kind of screen is it? What would you be calling? On a Game Boy, not. I wouldn't call that a television. Oh, okay. I mean, a monitor. If you want to, if you look, if we're playing the semantic game, shithead, you want to be really pedantic, <laughs> then it's a monitor because that's more general term, and it and what the monitor is doesn't dictate the content that you watch on it. Oh, okay. he doesn't like it when it's used on him. Yeah, no. No, it's just annoying. <laughs> what are we doing? Come on, guys. Tom Lund said, a solution should be something that exists, right? Did you say that? I said that. Then he said, meanwhile, Maddox returns time and time again to his precious Oculus Rift. They exist. Except Maddox's version ties in with your nerves, so reality is indistinguishable from reality. Yeah. Newsflash, that's not the Oculus Rift. It's a headset with tiny televisions in it. That's true. It's a good point. Uh, Again, they're not televisions. He said it. I didn't say it. I know, but he's an idiot. Not oh. everything Not everything that displays <laughs> anything. You don't have a television on your watch. That's not a television screen. Oh, I wish I did. You could, but it's not. Chai. Oh, go ahead. Uh, Mark Prosia says, The case Maddox made for Springs I thought was pretty good. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> good comment. You remember when we talked about <laughs> printed condoms? Did I bring in ki- printed condoms Illustrated as a solution? Condoms, yeah. Yeah. So you were saying that would ruin the structural integrity of the condoms, right? right? You remember that? Good. Chai says, um, let Maddox know that they're already printing on condoms, so he doesn't need to worry about structural integrity. The base of every condom, there's a serial number. Um, That's what he says. And when he responds with, I didn't know that, or something similar, 
be like, he's telling me what to say to you. But they're mm. already printing on condoms. How about that? I've never seen print on condoms. I see, I see print on the packages of condoms, but not the condoms themselves. Um, right? Well, they, this they guy has apparently condoms. seen a condom. Well, he's I, saying that there's a serial number on the base. Of them, I printed don't, on the uh, printed right. On the I don't latex. think so. I don't think they're printing on the condoms, right, John? Have you ever seen a print on condom? I first of all, my no, face isn't that close to one. I'm sure there could just be some water soluble ink or something that wouldn't, you know, that wouldn't dissolve the latex. I would think. You I would think, think so? that'd be a pretty easy ink to do. I don't know. Well, I mean, it sounds easy in theory, but they have chemical uh, chemical engineers who work around the clock instead of solving cancer to try to make edible inks and inks that they can use on food products and things like that. But again, I don't. I've never seen uh, any serial numbers on condoms. Well, you know, not everyone can work on cancer. That's true. Some some people have to be solving uh, shitty problems, like S- printing condoms. Speaking of, Fart Piss Green has a comment. <laughs> I love that guy. He's an asshole. <laughs> says, holy crap, man. Why not bring in elasticity instead of springs? God, you're so bad at this, Maddox. Also, to paraphrase Sean, the universe is the biggest solution in the universe. Hell, you might as well just say physics, retard. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Fart Piss, dipshit. First of all, elasticity is a property of springs. The principle is still springs. It's Hooke's Law. It's all Hooke's Law. And, and, and someone else commented in the comment section, the Hooke's Law principle directly applies to capacitors. It's, it's almost the exact same formula. So, yeah. So, capacitors are springs? Springs are the biggest solution. Okay. Uh, let's see. I got a bunch of, I got some leftover voicemails. I feel like you should play leftover, or, or songs maybe. Let's hear it. From the regular episode. Here's one. Here's one that Waterboy sent in. Good song, Waterboy. Thank you for that. He said that the guy calling in last week claiming to be him was not him. What? Also, <laughs> was it really not fucked, him? I don't I have no idea. The guy who fucked up the voicemail he said wasn't him. That's funny. I, I got know. a comment from Vidal Sanchez. Did Maddox get high and play with a doorstopper before this episode? <laughs> <laughs> Did you? No. Oh. No, I just, I, I know, I'm not an idiot, so I know springs are a big solution. And... I got from. I agree from, with you. Yeah, they, I think they are. I just don't think everything is a spring. Everything has spring-like <laughs> properties. Almost, almost everything. Um, then I got a comment from No Dunes, Dun Dunes, Dunes, whatever. He says that video reminds me of Simpsons video on zinc, and I brought a little clip in. Simpsons did a parody. So last episode, last bonus episode, I played that Springs video. It's an old documentary from 1940 where they talked about this uh, nightmare world without springs in it. And Simpsons did a parody of it with zinc. Here it is. Hey, what gives? You said you wanted to live in a world without zinc, Jimmy. Well, now your car has no battery. But I promised Betty I'd pick her up by six. I better give her a call. (laughs) Sorry, Jimmy. Without zinc for the rotary mechanism, there are no telephones. Dear God, what have I done? 
He tries to shoot himself in the head with a gun. Mm. Well, think again, Jimmy. You see, the firing pin in your gun was made of, yep, zinc. Yeah, zinc might be a new a future solution, guys. Pay attention. Is everything zinc? Does it exhibit <laughs> zinc-like properties? No. Yeah. Um, I brought in. I brought in something we haven't brought in a long time. Uh, a video from Angelo's mom. Dick Masterson asked me today if you liked his comments you gave him last time, which we already responded to that. I won't get into that. And he said you should call in the show again to the Biggest Problems in the Universe podcast. Why I call him? Why? (laughs) I don't like him anyway. Why I call him? Well, you should hear about one of the problems he's talked about. Now, he's gone through a lot of them. He's a very selfish person. He Listen, said one of the biggest I don't problems understand in the last why few that. weeks, he said, is helping your friends move, helping people move. He's probably never helped anyone in his life. He doesn't know what it's like, you know, to, to ever need help or want help. He needs help. But one of the other problems I wanted to ask you about, he said, and this is something he asked people to vote on, and I can't even play you the episode. He said, because <laughs> oh, it's bad so offensive. Blowjobs. What's that? Bad? Blowjobs. Blowjob? What's that mean? It's oh, no. Woman, it sounds like my mom. Mouth, <laughs> film the winds, uh, dick, and suck. Oh, <laughs> That's, he went on about it for like 20 minutes. It was filthy. Oh, th- this is... I, I, I don't... I, I cannot deal with this. I believe he said it's one of the biggest problems in the universe. I, I cannot deal with this. How can somebody like this... No shame. How, how Maddox... Maddox, why you have him in your... <laughs> Yeah, it's on you. Tell yeah. Ask Maddox yourself. Hold on. Maddox, I love you. Yeah. Right. And, but I don't mm-hmm. understand why you have some jackass like this low, the lowest of the low, and you call him a friend. And not only that, he said one of the biggest problems in the universe is helping people move. He's selfish. He's right. I, We heard about yeah. the blowjob thing. Yeah, Dick. I mean, you I know suck. she know what I know she knows what a blowjob is. She's just that's her favorite insult is you suck a cock. And what are you gay? Shut the hell up. Uh, you dumb shit. Yeah. We're gonna have we're gonna have the specter of Asterios' mom all throughout this episode. Alright. Um <laughs> That's not Asterios' mom. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> You're getting your getting your Greek I'm mixed getting up. my Greek moms mixed up. Sorry, Asterios' mom. Sorry, Angelo's mom. I don't know who the insult is directed to, but uh either one. Sorry to mix you guys up. They all look alike Greek moms, right? No. <laughs> I'm gonna I get wonder if bed. they do all sound like that. Uh, it sounds like my mom when when she's talking about blowjobs doesn't doesn't have a clue. Mm. Hmm. Anyway, we get to a solution. Yeah. All right. I got a real big solution this week, gentlemen. Steam engines. Yeah. Oh man, what a great solution. Steam engines. Welcome to 1872. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? You want to know um, how nuclear generators make power? Yeah. Steam. Right. So nuclear reactors are steam engines. That's right. So I totally agree with you. Mm-hmm. They also Where? launch aircraft from aircraft carriers. Yes, I think they're changing that over. And but slow yeah, them down. Like huh. Steam-powered pistons. Mm-hmm. No shit. Well, fucking A. Why did I even bother bringing in this problem? You guys are doing a great job. Yeah. Or the yes. solution. It's a huge, <laughs> huge solution. You guys are killing it. No, First but car. It's true. Steam engine. It's true. Where guys, where would we be without steam engines, huh? Shoveling dirt on a farm. That's where. You'd be picking up cow shit, churning milk to make butter by hand, and fucking your ugly cousin. That's what you do. Yeah. That's Am what I- you do. You'd be having sex with your cousin right now, Sean, without a steam engine. Should be hot though. No. Cousins are hot. Ugly. Cause your cousins banged other family members and now they have uh genetic defects. 
The steam oh. engine freed people to live in areas that weren't near farms for the first time in human history. It made it possible for us to bang people who weren't in our hometown for the first time ever. Oh, and almost everything we use today is either powered by steam or was at some point manufactured using steam power. Everything. From your car to your antibiotics to your bed to your headphones. Springs. Springs. <laughs> yeah, Sean. The clothes on your back, your shoes on your feet. Everything is due to steam engines. Wait, why? Because steam engines power almost everything, and e- even if they, even if we don't use steam engines to power them, like like wind plants, those turbines were created using steam engines, the power of steam engines in How? a factory somewhere. They were factories sure. were on steam. I thought they were on like coal and electricity. What do you think they use the coal for? Uh, I don't know. What do you, do you honestly not know? Uh, John, do you know what they use coal for? I think I can infer that there <laughs> it's the mechanism it's the, to make the steam engine work. Yeah, yeah they well they, need they heat and then, they produce heat. Yeah, it's the exact same principle as uh, as nuclear power. Steam comes from a boiler that is heated. We use wood, coal, oil, and natural gas to heat that boiler. Even nuclear power plants, Dick, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. are basically just glorified steam engines. If you think nuclear power is a solution, vote up steam engines because they all are. They're all steam engines. That's all they are. Uh, so we use coal, and and people think today like, oh, I have an electric vehicle; it's a really clean car. But you've heard of that expression, the long tailpipe. That's because essentially, you think you're not polluting by driving electric, but you're using electricity that comes from the electric company, the electric power plant, mm-hmm. and the power plant entirely runs off of either coal, natural gas, or uh, what's the uh, or well, they're not using wood anymore, but the coal, oil, or natural gas to run yep. electric power plants. And then you're dumping power into making that car, and you're dumping the batteries out because they don't last as long as they say they're going to. You right? think um, you think electric cars are less efficient than uh, fossil fuels? Uh, I have no idea. I, I don't trust them. Like if some what somebody suddenly invented an electric car and it's better than fossil fuels, <laughs> I kind of doubt it. Why like, not? Because if it if that was true. They wouldn't need a bunch of money to do it. Like if somebody invented a an electric car that was better than a that was more efficient than a, a gas car, it would be cheaper. But it's not. Like so, so what's it better for? What, where, where's why does it need all the money? Well, the reason it's not cheaper is because the technology is still new. But as time goes on, the technology becomes cheaper. I get. I think now you can buy a Prius uh, at a comparable price for a similarly equipped gas powered car is that that's correct right no. you can buy a prius for about the same cost i don't um, believe it i think uh retrofitting old cars like a 95 tercel or something like that would be more would be better for the environment than making a brand new prius oh well that may be the case uh it's hard to tell i don't know i don't, I don't know if anyone's ever done that math but uh, over time it's going to become cheaper to produce electric vehicles and uh they'll they'll probably become more efficient but anyway back to steam engines the biggest solution in the universe Everything from trains, ships, tractors, automobiles, and factories are powered by steam. Even if you think that your car runs on gas or electricity, like I said, the gas is extracted from the ground using steam-powered pumps, and the electricity is created at a power plant using steam. Even aircraft carriers and submarines run on steam-powered nuclear turbines. Steam is everywhere, man. Steam is the biggest solution in the universe. I think that we brought in next to critical thinking. What about satellites? Steam. Uh. <laughs> it's actually a superset of steam as oh, it turns it? out satellites are steam yes also because they're yes. like mechanical things evaporating out of the no. atmosphere yes no satellites were manufactured all on earth spring and, and steam they, they were they were many manu- satellites are manufactured in factories that use steam power oh yeah you guys you, you know 
Yeah, what about Kicking what about ass? meat? That wasn't made with steam. Steam, you bet your ass. You got to you got to cook that meat and guess what? It you steams steam and meat. Steam and meat. <laughs> yeah, put it right on the stove. <laughs> put it right on the put it right on the uh the kettle. That's how I make my steaks. <laughs> Guys, really since steamed hams. Speaking of the Simpsons. <laughs> hey, I mean basically corned beef, you know, brisket, steam shit like the, that. Steam the hams, do a little cave mm-hmm. painting afterwards. Pressure cooker. <laughs> pressure cooker. And and kicking ass, you get steamed up, huh? Uh, get true. St- piping mad and you're steaming hot. Yeah. Gotta let it go. Otherwise you're gonna burst the gasket. AKA get an aneurysm. But guys, really, since the 1800s, basically, um, actually, the steam engine was first developed. The first steam engine was developed in the year 2000, about 2,000 years ago. Not Wait, the year, the year no, zero? Not the year, not the year 2000. Yeah, about 2,000 years ago in Greece. The guy's name hmm. was Hero of Alexandria about 2,000 years ago. The guy who invented the steam engine is literally called a hero because that was his name, Hero. And that may be, even be the origin of the word hero. What a badass. I think the Earl of Sandwich invented the steam <laughs> no, engine. No, you fuck. The Earl of Steamwich? I heard yeah, that. Exactly. I did hear that. They, all, they may have named the Hero Sandwich after the hero who na- who invented this steam, uh, the steam engine. You sure it wasn't the Jews that no. invented the steam engine? <laughs> what did he use it for? Well, so the original, the first steam engine ever de- ever designed was the same exact principle that we use almost uh, today, which is he had this big cauldron with water in it and then two... Two uh, two poles that went up to uh, that fed the steam to this big metal ball, and the ball had kind of like a, an S shaped exhaust, one pointing in a different direction from the other. Mm-hmm. So the ball would just spin as the water boiled underneath. So he just created a ball that rotated, and people kind of used it as this amusing thing and a, f- a phenomenon, but they didn't really use it to power anything. Oh, but that so was the first like a, steam engine, a spinning ball. Yeah, that was. What a waste of time. Well, it's Greece, so they don't have television, you know, the biggest solution. So they don't so have anything to do. If they'd have had television, they wouldn't have invented the steam engine. No, we haven't had anything as important to our lives as the steam engine since the steam engine. I think maybe the internet, but the steam engine, guys, I mean, there would be no internet without the steam engine. Uh, because be, like we still use a lot of coal today to power things. We don't think about it. We don't see it, mm-hmm. but we're still using coal a lot. And coal mining was extremely hazardous and inefficient because mines constantly got flooded with water in the 1800s. Think about this. In the 1800s, the early 1800s before steam engines started coming into uh into the scene, people would mine, wait, would make mines. They'd go down inside these mines, they'd mine for coal, and then the mines got flooded because you're deep down inside the earth and it gets damp in there. And there's nothing we could do about it except find a new mine. Steam engines allowed us to create the first water pumps, which allowed us to extract more coal, which allowed us to make more steam engines, which is what created the Industrial Revolution. Yeah, but it also created steampunks. Pretty annoying. True. Pretty annoying. (laughs) Steampunks are annoying. I hate those fuckers. How come just because your civilization runs on steam, you dress like an asshole? Yeah. Like, why is that? Why do you have so many monocles and, like, weird brass binoculars just because you're using steam? Because we use steam today and we're not all assholes. Yeah. Well, we are. Yeah, but but we don't don't dress like assholes. Yeah, Victorian assholes. Uh It's like they like the Victorian aesthetic or the Western aesthetic, but Uh they, they still... They still want to have technology. They want to have the both the best of both worlds. Hmm. It's have you played that game, Dick? Um, oh shit, what's it called? Uh, Bioshock Beyond Infinite, Infinite Dome. No, Bioshock Infinite. It's this fucking game on PlayStation Four 
I couldn't get past the first hour of gameplay because there was no gameplay. It's so fucking boring. And then I watched. Is a, it steampunk related? Yeah, it's all steampunk shit. Mm. It's all steampunk shit. They have laser beams and 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 shit, but but with steam. Yeah. Like, why is it important where it comes from that it's the laser beams are steam related or that their blimps run on steam? Yeah, it's all blimps. Everything is blimps. We have big big floating cities. And by the way, this this future city with floating islands and laser beams and shit, uh. still very regressive and racist. Oh. In fact, more racist, like like 1800s racism. So it's almost like this alternate universe where we are still in the 1800s. Like people and style and technology hasn't really progressed. Well, technology's progressed, but style hasn't. Right. And so we're still style stuck. hasn't changed in 150 years. No. In this, okay. And that's where these weirdos want to live. Yeah, they want to live in this fucking alternate universe. I read this article a long time ago on Vice. It was like the do's and don'ts. Have you seen the Vice uh, Vice article? No, do's and don'ts. It's basically. Fashion do's and fashion don'ts. And one of them, the guy hates steampunk. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you that you don't want to live in our world? Why do you constantly want to regress back to this fucking Victorian age, Western bullshit? Says the guy who wants to live in the Oculus Rift. (laughs) Fuck you, Sean. (laughs) Asshole. The Oculus Rift is amazing. You're going to eat those words, bitch. What time period would you live in in the Oculus Rift? Just curious. Future, always future. But that's, well, wait a minute. <laughs> that could be whatever you want it to be, though. Yeah. What would define this future? It's just, just tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Just always wants to live in tomorrow. About a week and a half from Any, now, I'd live. Anywhere so, from a minute to uh, a couple hundred centuries in the future. Well, would it look like the Jet? That answer's nothing. Would it look like the Jetsons? Would you have, like, flying cars? What would it, what would it look like? Look, it would look like Fantasy Star Online. Have you ever played that game? No. That's, like, pretty futuristic and cool, and there's all these, like, future looking shit. I don't know, man. I don't know how to define it. <laughs> well, you, it's your fantasy. Yeah. Like, you presumably picture living in the Oculus Rift a lot. Yeah. What What do you picture? Where do you live? Like do, rocket do, like, ships and, you antennas know. Antennas have circles around them? Yeah. Is it like Futurama? Like Jetsons. Like the Jetsons? Yeah. Okay. Big, big, uh, every, every house, all the apartments Stilts. look like the Seattle, the Seattle Needle, you know? Yeah. The, yeah. Or the, needle. the CN Tower from, from Toronto. Okay. Everything looks like that. Everything's cool. Everything's, everything's, Everything makes sounds like whoop, 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 yeah. <laughs> there we go. Okay. That's my future, buddy. Yeah. Now you're now you're getting with me, huh? <laughs> that seems like such a tremendous waste of that technology. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is from Crash Course in World History number thirty two on YouTube. It's a world. It's a YouTube series. Very popular. I, I had no idea uh, the series was so popular. They have like four million subscribers, tons of views. Crash anyway, Course History? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. uh, Crash Course World History number 32. It's about the Industrial Revolution. He says in this uh, in this video, before the Industrial Revolution, 80% of the world's population was engaged in farming to keep itself and the rest of the world from starving. Today in the U.S., less than 1% of people list their occupation as farming. That frees up 99% of people to do something else with their time. Yeah. That's an amazing, amazing feat. What was the first one? 80% of people would were just farming. In what year? Before the Industrial Revolution. Oh, okay. In the early 1800s. Yeah. That's all people did because that's all people had time for. They yeah. were just going out into the field, working all day to make food just to live, just to feed themselves and the people around them. Whereas today, 99% of people don't. Only yeah. 1% of our, our population in the U.S. are farmers. So what's the point? what's the point to do nothing to do that's it that's where society should stop right there industrial revolution done before the industrial revolution most humans never owned anything made outside their own communities think about all the things you wouldn't have if you had only the things that were made locally i would just have shitty movies 
Yeah. Just shitty movies. You wouldn't need, this video even talked about you wouldn't have blueberries in February without the Industrial Revolution. <laughs> I don't care about having blueberries in February. You don't care about blue, blueberries are delicious. No. Yeah, they are, but I don't care about having those. What else you got? Your bed. My bed? Mm -hmm. Where was that made? I guarantee it wasn't made in your backyard. Yeah, it wasn't made in LA. No. Probably not. And even if it was, the, guess what? The springs in your mattress, because you don't have a casper right now. <laughs> no, I have springs. I you hate have them. springs. I huh? hate them, though. Yeah. They've caused me a lot of problems. I'd rather have well, foam. Don't say it. <laughs> what? Don't wish a world oh, without springs. Coily will come and be annoying for an hour. Yeah. Annoying uh, rhymes with bullying. Um, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have your PlayStation. You wouldn't have your TV. You wouldn't have your computer. You wouldn't have the cables in the ground. You wouldn't have your car. You wouldn't have the house that you live in. All these things are imported with steel, and they and steel is very heavy to send to ship across the country. Uh, we don't have any steel mills in LA, uh, or, or if we do, we don't have the many in LA proper. They have to ship that steel from someplace else that makes them, and they ship them using the railways. And the railways were made with steel that they extracted from the ground from ore mines where they used these steam engines to mm. help produce the factories that created the steel. Yeah, steam's a big solution. Steam engines. Steam engines are a big solution, yeah. sure. Steam engines, biggest solution in the universe. I don't know about bigger than bigger than ass kicking, you think? Hmm. Now, because kicking ass is what is what you do to, when you've developed the steam engine, right? You come home. <laughs> what? You're, okay, look. Let's say you are, what's it? Watt. Watt. John Watt, I think is the guy's name. John Watt created one of the first innovations of the steam engine, uh -huh. one of the most popular versions of the steam engine, uh, the piston steam engine, which made it much more efficient. Yeah. So you're John Watt's wife, right? You're home toiling away. You're, you're, you're working at your wheel or whatever it is. Uh, you do back in the 1800s, you know, maybe taking care of your sick what kid. What kind of wheel are you working at? Like a spinning the wheel? Spin, a spinning oh, okay, wheel, yeah. Okay. Which, again, uh, industrial revolution. So I guess maybe not a spinning wheel. So maybe you're just baking a loaf of bread, right? And your husband, John Watt, comes home. He's like, whew, boy, I am beat. My dogs are sore. She's like, oh. Barking is what you would say. What? My dogs are barking. Is not that my dogs are sore? Really? <laughs> yeah. So no, he sounds like Biff Tannen. Yeah. <laughs> is that the expression? Oh <laughs> my dogs are sore. Make like a tree and get out of here. <laughs> no, shut the fuck up, Sean. Shut your fucking whore mouth. Just leave. What a hell. Oh, <laughs> baby, I'm O. I missed you like the desert misses you. <laughs> These aren't funny. These are zeros. Come on. This ain't rocket surgery. <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> this ain't rocket appliances. <gasps> yeah, okay. So you're sore. Whoops. Your feet are sore. Yeah, so your feet are sore, right? Mm -hmm. And she's like, honey, what did you do? What have you been working on all day? And he just takes his hat and coat off. And he says, you know what, babe? I just kicked ass. She goes, oh, what do you mean? He goes, I just invented the steam engine. She goes, oh, oh so they're the same. Kicking ass is the steam oh, engine. Okay. Uh-huh. I see. So vote up kicking ass and then vote up steam engine and then vote down nuclear power and then vote up springs. Well, you don't have to <laughs> vote down nuclear power. Well, it needs to just so uh, steam engines are above it because nuclear nuclear power is a subset of steam engine. Oh, my God. They are! I know, but <laughs> it's the subset shit, right? Yeah, it's a subset, yeah. superset shit. Yeah. Why, is that, why, is that bu why, why is that a thing? Why does that bug you guys? Oh, it doesn't bug me. Oh, you just notice it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's just, you know. Steam engines, guys. Biggest invention ever. The Industrial Revolution relied on it. Everything you have relies on it. Your life is infinitely better because of the steam engine. And by the way, mm. we haven't really developed anything much better than the steam engine since. The last piston steam engine was 
uh, was still used in 1978 in a factory, I think, in California. Then they replaced them all with the turbine steam engines. And turbine steam engines are much more efficient. And basically, since then, we've stopped progressing on the steam engine game. They're about as efficient as they can get. We still use them for everything. Turbine steam engines. What's the competitor? There is no competitor. There's got to be something. Nothing. That's a big solution. What do you, what do you have? What do you hmm. have that works better than a steam engine at making energy? Two steam engines. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Sean. What does Star Trek use? Steam engine. They use steam <laughs> on the Enterprise. You know, like so. Essentially, I wouldn't be surprised. I remember a long time ago, I was talking to a friend of mine, uh, one of my longest time friends from first grade, and he was he told me one day, very disappointed. He he calls me up. He's like. Hey, Maddox, uh, you know, I, I just found out how nuclear power plants work. And I'm like, yeah, how? He goes, they're just, uh, they're just steam engines. I'm like, oh, okay. He goes, yeah, isn't that stupid? I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, I, I'm just really disappointed. I thought that there was like some, some other thing going on because it's nuclear power. I'm like, I mean, what did you expect, man? You have heat, right? And heat, you got to convert into some form of, it's like heat is essentially kinetic energy. It's thermal energy, you know, but it's it's kinetic energy of the of the molecules bouncing around. You convert that into uh, water, which produces steam, and then you per, you push a turbine, and the turbine produces electricity. I mean, what do you? Uh, how else can you do it? What's a more efficient way of doing that? I feel like knowledge is not always a good thing for everybody. Like yeah. I would rather them think it's just magic, so that they're afraid of it, rather than know how it works, so they can be condescending toward it. Yeah, <laughs> nuclear yeah. power. Just a steam engine, that's stupid. Like, ah, let's rewind it a little bit. Let's mm-hmm. have the, oh my God, it's amazing. Uh, respect for the people who can build it and who invented it. Yeah, just it. because something is is simpler than you thought doesn't mean that it isn't needed <laughs> or any good. And yeah. it's not as simple as they thought. No, no, no it no. has a process. Like they, before, yeah. they're just like, well, I don't know. Something, something happens. Oh, now I know. Now that I know what makes it work, instant condescension for it. Yeah. I'm instantly better than this. Well, the only thing I thought of, I thought of trying to improve the steam engine as I brought in this solution, as I was doing research, and I thought, uh-huh. how would I make a better steam engine? It's essentially, there's a much richer uh, source of thermal energy that we're not tapping into right now, and that's Springs. the Earth. It's a lava, yeah. yeah. Wait, what were you going to say? Springs. Springs. Spring. No, Sean. <laughs> yeah, you're right. If we could somehow harness all the spring energy on Earth. Yeah, actually, dickhead. You know what? There's a lot of potential energy locked up in the Earth. If we somehow just got this mass to start falling, and then we harness that energy, sure. The mass of the Earth? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, um, there's tidal power sources. That's that's doing what you're saying. We use, yeah, that's true. We use, if we could harness the power of hurricanes, we would be set. If we could harness the power of like one hurricane, I, I read some really- uh, How would you harness it? Well, you build these giant turbines, essentially, wind turbines out like in the fan? ocean. No, um, kind of like a vertical fan, right? Okay. With just two blades- out in the middle of the Atlantic or Pacific. Well, Atlantic, because we get more hurricanes down there. You just need to have one powerful hurricane hit that fucker, and you're pretty much set for a long-ass time, as long as you're able to store that energy somehow. In a giant spring? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just load up a giant spring and then tap into it. Every time you just put your plug into the wall, they release the spring a little bit. Boop, there you go. You got some energy. So that would work, except for the storing of the energy. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, storing, if only we had a way. Storing energy, that would be a big solution. It would right? be if if there was a way to do that. I don't know of any. So, Well, here's anyway. my solution. Yeah? Tapping the back of your pocket to see if you <laughs> still have your wallet in it or not. <laughs> okay, Dick. 
<laughs> uh, I'll be honest. This one, this was a weird Matthew McConaughey problem. Oh, he he suggested that one. Yeah, he sent it because he sends in like eight or ten voicemails every week, and I listen yeah. to them all, and I get in like a weird Matthew McConaughey trance. Where yeah, it's just everything he says is funny. I've done that too. I listen to a bunch of them back to back, and then you just realize like. I, it's 9 p.m. <laughs> I've been in front of my computer for hours. Yeah, and everything he says is funny. Yeah. And this was one of them, and I use, like I wouldn't bring it in except I haven't been able to stop thinking about it since I heard it. And now every time I do it, every time I tap my back pocket to make sure my wallet is still there, I think about weird Matthew McConaughey. Hmm. And I hear like him laughing in my head going, like, yeah, there you go, Dick. There you check. You did it again. Yeah, I was right. Look, how often do you do this? How often do you tap your... I do it. I do it when I'm sitting here. Yeah, I do it when I'm sitting here during the podcast. Well, I don't always. do it. I'm not doing it while I'm sitting in the uh, sitting down for the podcast because I have sat in a way that is very clever, right? I, the way I sit down is I put my butt up against a corner <laughs> living, of the seat. The living life hack. Every <laughs> single fucking thing you do has some kind yeah. of bizarre life hack element I to it. I put thought into everything I do. So here's the thing. I'm sitting down right now, and my butt is a little off center. I'm, I'm sitting crooked in my chair because the part where my wallet is, is supposed to be, uh-huh. is pressed up against the nook of the chair, and I can feel my cards back there. That's how I know it's there. Oh, that's how you saved that one. I was going to jump on the fact that you don't have a wallet. I don't, yeah. But I feel my cards in my cards. back pocket. So okay. wait, All you right. sit that way on purpose so yes. you can feel your cards jabbing into your butt? They're not really jabbing. It's not uncomfortable, but I do feel them. But pressing. Yes. Oh, I got to see I got to see an illustration of that. Yeah, just get up and look at my butt, buddy. Eh, I don't really want to bend over <laughs> yeah. to look at your butt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine it. Because the way I'm sitting, my wallet's like sticking out to the side. I, I don't sit on my wallet, though. It just kind of pops out to the side. Yeah, uh, my wallet. So I have different elements in every pocket, and I always tap and make sure everything's there. You know what's great about this solution? Hmm. This is how good this solution is. Everybody came up with it on their own. That's how important this solution is. It's like fire. All these, all these human tribes all over the world invented this thing on their own. Right? What 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 else happened? Like nuclear power. Some dude invented nuclear power. Some dude invented the television. Some dude invented transistors and the internet. And what was your solution? Big solution? iTunes? Steve Jobs invented iTunes. But this solution, every single guy on earth invented this solution on their own. It's pretty re- that's pretty remarkable. Huh. And what's it a solution to? Seeing if your wallet's still there. Hmm. That's the entire solution. Ch- tapping your pocket yeah. to make sure your wallet's still there. Didn't I? Didn't I bring? Didn't I mention this in the uh, one of the regular episodes? I, I said that uh, hey, if you're constantly losing your keys, if you're constantly losing your wallet or your remote or whatever the fuck it is that you can't keep your hands on, get a system. That's it, right? It's essentially a system. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it is a system to make sure your wallet's there by tapping your pocket. Yeah. I don't think you didn't. You didn't tell I, people about this. I invented though. it. <laughs> Me, you just said that a, a second ago. You said every guy's invented it, and I was the first. Yeah, you got the word out there pretty fast. Yeah, then. to this big podcast. Yeah, millions of listeners. I looked up some like wallet losing statistics to back, yeah. to back this one up. You know how much the average, and I and I I found one that was an ad. Mm-hmm. I didn't bring that one. In. Good. And I found a real one. All right. So the average person will spend a hundred hours replacing the personal shit in their wallet. Does that sound right? Yeah. A hundred hours? Well, it's a big problem. Vote it up. It seems like a lot, but over the course of time, if you're like pulling out old cards and putting in other stuff, it still seems like a 
hell of a lot. If you re- if you replace your your wallet, or if you go through another one, if you uh, lose one, if one gets stolen, it's uh-huh. all it's a constant battle, man, with these wallets. Get rid of them. Yeah. Uh, I also found. Oh, this one's interesting. So they so a bunch of people they took like a thousand wallets and like just lost them yeah. on purpose, threw them out to see who would bring them back. Mm-hmm. It's about 50-50. Huh. It was pretty good, right? Uh, here's the number one way to get your wallet returned to you. How's that? Guess. Guess, 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 guess. This is pretty this is pretty smart. And you wouldn't think of it right off the top of your head. Like you think, oh, maybe uh like a reward. A reward. A yeah. reward. reward. Nope. nope. Put your contact information in there. Nope. It's going to seem obvious when I say it, too. Uh, no, no money. No. <laughs> no, then it goes straight in the trash. No, um, Egyptian curse. Oh, they didn't try a curse. Yeah. Pictures so, of your family. Yeah. Close. Baby pictures. Oh, okay. So oh. any baby pictures, it was like the jump was like from 50% to like 80% or something like if that. You if you had baby, baby pictures, pictures really? Yeah. Huh. No. I'm going to carry pictures of babies with me all the time. Good luck at the airport. <laughs> Wait, the rest why? of your bearded brethren. No, with pictures of other people's babies in your wallet. No, come on, pictures I'll be of fine. white babies in your wallet. Nah. <laughs> they think he's recruiting. Yeah, you know, fuck you. I can have. I look like someone who could procreate. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if someone saw a picture of a baby in my wallet, they'd be like, "Yeah, that's probably." I would have to find a really hot-looking baby. <laughs> okay. What would be, what's a hot-looking baby? Yeah, like a 10, you know, for a baby. For a 10 for a baby. Yeah, like a really, just a banging baby. <laughs> Smiling? Pretty, yeah, it's my good 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 set of teeth, I think. Um, you know, that little curly swoop of hair on top? Wearing an eye patch. <laughs> like a cartoon? Yeah, like the, like the Gerber baby. That's a good-looking baby. Well, that's a, yeah, that's a good-looking baby. I just have a cut, a cut out of the Gerber baby in my wallet. With you? Like <laughs> yeah. holding the Gerber baby? Uh, you know, I don't want to, like, be too close to it. I don't want to tarnish my image. But, like, you, you know, the Gerber baby would be in one side of the room, and I'd be in the other side with playing video games, and there'd be a picture of me and the Gerber baby. <laughs> there you That's go. That's weird. Return my wallet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's a problem I'll never have, because, A, I don't have a wallet, and, B, I, I, even if I did, I'd never lose it. But do you do you tap, like, the, the sack of gold that you carry around in your backpack? What do you, do you tap it? It's not a sack. It's just it's three cards. It's we not know a wallet. That. Yeah. But do you tap it? Of course. How often do you, would you say you tap it? Every time, 500, every time I stand up. Every time I stand up, I do four, a four. It's actually four taps, right? And it's in the same order every single time. Right hand, back right pocket. Left hand, back left pocket. Right hand, right front pocket. Left hand, left front pocket. In that order do every single time. pokey every time you stand up? I yeah. go I go wallet, phone, keys. If I have those three things, I'm good. Wallet, phone, keys. Well, the only reason I do four, Sean, is because I I just I segregate my keys in different pockets. My house keys are separate from my car keys, which is super useful. That's another t- huge tip I'd give you guys. Separate your house I keys from your car keys. It's yeah. so smart. Because also, if you if you pop into your house or apartment and you need to just run in real quick and grab something, you don't have to turn the car off. You can just run in, grab it, come right back out, or give your keys to someone else who needs to run in, grab it. Yeah. I thought you were going to say something like gummy bears was in the back left pocket. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, I got my wallet. I got my gummy bears. I got my gum. Um, Have you ever heard this? Have you ever heard, because this was all over the place when I was looking at lost wallet shit, that it's bad to to tap your wallet because then that's then pickpockets will know yeah. that that's where you have you heard that then pickpockets will know that you have a wallet <laughs> and where that, it is and I I don't keep cash there you don't keep cash in your wallet no no I don't either I keep uh, my cash in my front pocket front pocket mm-hmm. 
Oh man. Okay. Well, uh, I thought that was kind of stupid though. No, like pickpockets are sitting no, there looking for people tapping. Oh yeah, because pickpockets need to figure out. Like they haven't figured out that no. most humans keep their wallets in their back pocket. Oh, the, a pickpocket needs to sit there and observe and and see where you tap. If you tap it, they're gonna pickpocket you there. Stupid. That's stupid. Uh, surprisingly, on my, on my my research too, the most honest cities likely to return a wallet were Helsinki and uh, Mumbai. Mumbai, India, and Helsinki. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. Mumbai, really? Yeah. I don't know. I figured because it was poor, they'd abscond with that money right away. Poor people are more honest. They found in that test of when I brought in affluenza, they found that poor people are less likely to steal and cheat at games and in tests in life. They've tested them. They found poor people are way more on, way more likely to be honest and return people's valuables, hmm. even though they need it more than rich people. Yeah, they gotta eat, keep that money. Yeah, no, they don't. They're honest. Well, uh, that's my solution. Look, how many times a day do you use Steam? engines every day like, n- no never, constantly never. we're literally I using use it right a, now i use a gas engine no in my car where's that gas come from uh but it, from war i I'm at, <laughs> uh, the more soldiers we send to the middle east the more gas we get there no, no steam involved there no where does the gas come from the ground and how do we extract it pressure steam engines do we really yeah steam it engines. doesn't like it's not like a pump like a derrick yeah but what runs what operates the pump God. <laughs> <laughs> what about your car? What, how is that manufactured? Um, my car is has a has a sex drive uh, in it. Yeah. It's got like a like a flashlight mm-hmm. that I just pump into to power it, like the Flintstones, except with my dick. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Do you, you want to go next? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty big solution though. To every every day, tap 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 a <sighs> All right, I got a real <laughs> I got the real biggest solution here: deworming pills. Yeah. For people? Deworming pills. Yeah, for people, for animals, what have you, but oh, mostly for people. No, no, no. Mo- mostly for people. I uh, I actually had a deworming pill on my problems list that I never brought in. What? Go ahead. Go, right. I'll tell you about it, but go ahead. Okay. Well, this is a big, this is actually a really interesting topic, uh, deworming pills. So, first of all, when we're talking about worms, we're talking about the type of worms that infest you, right? Not Like, worms are garbage insects in that you usually find them in the garbage, but that they're not nearly as obnoxious as crickets or silverfish, but you still don't want them crawling around on your walls or floors. Worms? Yeah. Yeah. If you if you did, that'd be a shitty apartment, right? That'd be weird. Hey, hey buddy, you got some worms crawling on the wall over there. And you certainly don't want them in you, as is the case when you get intestinal worms. Stomach worms make you feel weak, infected, and gives you a stomach pain. In other words, it's like getting nagged by your mom, am I right? No? Okay. No. <laughs> anyway... According to according to New York Times, worms affect 600 million school-aged children worldwide and cause diarrhea, anemia, internal bleeding, malnutrition, stunted physical growth, cognitive impairment, and they sap your energy, leaving you too weak to attend school or do work. That's oh. a huge problem. Worms? Worms. How often is fucking worms infesting people's bowels? 600 million times, buddy. Hmm. 600 million Where? people. These are mostly poor areas in the world. Yeah, poor sanitation. Poor sanitation, okay. right? The most common worms people get infected by are hookworms, whipworms, and roundworms. Ew. They're mostly transmitted through soil, and people who live in low-income environments who don't wear shoes are particularly susceptible to worm infections. So the problem I brought in of hippies may soon take care of itself. Huh? Hippies walking around with no shoes? Get oh, some man, worms. Shoes is a good solution. Shit, I should have that in. I think, I think shoes are a problem to hippies. Well, what about to you? To me, I like I like shoes. You like shoes? Yeah, I like to wear them. 
what else? What do you not like to do with them? <laughs> I don't like them when they're thrown at me. <laughs> Happens more often than you think. Um, children, oh. children who are regularly dewormed earn over 20% more as adults, work 12% more hours, and are 13% more likely to be literate. I mean, think about that. You're 13% less likely to be literate if you have worms. You eat a bad meal or you step on the wrong patch of ground or bam. You might not be able to read. Yeah, but that's yeah. that's also. Wait a, wait a minute. The, <laughs> I, I I find that stat hard to believe that it's only thirteen percent more likely to read. Why? Yeah, because you're talking about rich countries and poor countries, and yeah, it should be like a hundred percent more likely to read because most of the world can't fucking read. No, that's not true. Same with the earning more. Yeah. No, the thirteen percent. It's like it, they just it, happen to wear shoes. It does affect your ability to to read at some point because, uh, well, you'll see in a second. I'll I'll get to the, that in, that those stats. But people who are illiterate are not illiterate entirely due to worms. It's one factor that well, could says you. Maybe it is all worms. <laughs> okay, touche, Dick. <laughs> what do I know? I don't know. Um, there's an article published in the New Republic titled "Stop Trying to Save the World." Last thing you want is a bookworm. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a fucking dad joke, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. good dad. A lot of lot of dad and mom jokes on this uh, this show. Um, yeah. So anyway, guys, there's this article I read. This is why I brought the solution in. Uh, it's because I read this article a long time ago called uh, in the New Republic called "Stop Trying to Save the World," and it's really fascinating. Great it, hook. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I looked at it because there was a picture of Bono up top, and I'm like, haha, an oh, article shitting fuck on Bono. You, Bono. <laughs> I got to yeah. read this. Um, so the article, in the article, they enumerated all of the ways in which well-intentioned Westerners have tried to help impoverished African countries. For example, getting a source of clean water to rural communities has been a difficult challenge, right? Many of these communities have an abundance of kids, but no steam engines, unfortunately. Hmm? Yeah. No steam engines. So an NGO called Play Pump International came up with the idea of harnessing the power of kids playing on a playground to pump water into an elevated water tank. Okay, so harnessing... Play pump is a bad term. (laughs) And harnessing the power of children's labor? Yeah. That's the basis of this? Basically. Great. Yeah. Yeah, leave it to Dick to immediately see the problem. Well, they couldn't see that? Like, this is from an article criticizing these people, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah, that's essentially all day long. Yeah, that's essentially it. Because they said they said that there were all uh, there was an abundance of kids in these villages. They're just running around playing on playgrounds all the time. So why not put them? Uh, hook Look, these- kids like taking their shirts off. These guys want to see kids without their shirts. Let's just put them together. What could go wrong? Yeah. So they came up with the idea of paying for the technology and maintenance by selling advertising on the elevated water tanks to encourage companies to invest in rural markets. I thought that was kind of a a brilliant aspect of this plan, right? You have these water towers in rural areas that need water. The water needs to be pumped from the ground using these toys, uh, using water springs, using water springs. Yes. Into these these uh, water towers, and then they pay for the maintenance through advertising of the of the play equipment. Oh my god, this is like this sounds like something I would come up with in a fever dream. Yeah, well, didn't work. Did, did it? No, didn't no. work. Didn't is this work. in America? This is no. This is in uh, in Kenya, I believe. Uh, wow. Where they did this? Somebody tracked them all the way down to Kenya to find this uh, Machiavellian uh, libertarian fantasy playground. Yeah, well, so this uh, this company, it's uh, Play Pump International. So they 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 pumped all this money into their program, and uh, they, they it was kind of well thought out because any ad inventory that they didn't sell was converted into a PSA that would help prevent the spread of HIV and AIDS. 
Uh, each package costs around $7,000 and would provide water for up to 2,500 people. Really good plan, uh, plan right? Except uh, even with $16.4 million in funding, a quarter of the pumps were broken or unmaintained less than two years after the program launched. Even Jay-Z came out as a huge celebrity push. Uh, he donated $400,000 to produce uh, something like 40 pumps or something like that in uh, in Africa. And Frontline did an episode about these play pumps and found that many of them were in disrepair with adults taking turns to operate the pumps and that many of the villages weren't even asked if they wanted these pumps. They just got one. You know, I feel like Africa has become this bizarre entrepreneurial, like, playground and the landfill for stupid complicated entrepreneurial ideas like if you if you had first of all who who, who the fuck are you at what are you advertising in a child's playground in kenya can we start there but people like they they get this harebrained idea to turn children's labor into pumping water and you're like okay well um we pump water in america why don't you pitch it here? Like, oh, because it's retarded and it would never work. I'm just going to go there where no one's paying attention and set up this bizarre mouse trapian system <laughs> to get like, like to do something that a simple engine could do. You know, what I, like how many how many water pumps could four hundred thousand dollars buy a lot? Well, the water pumps need fuel and they need electricity to run those pumps. Again, four hundred thousand dollars could buy a lot of that. But instead, it's like remember the hundred dollar laptop? Yeah, when that guy wanted to invent a laptop that you could hand crank and right. like with a weird mesh network and then ship it all. Like you buy one as some spoiled uh, kid in America will ship one to Africa, and we're gonna fix Africa because we've got all these goofy hand crank laptops. Like, well, how about just building classrooms and roads? Like, let's stick with the basics. We don't. Everything doesn't need to be this super complicated weirdo. Project. Well, yeah, and unless they can eat the laptops, it doesn't yeah. do fuck for them. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, guys. So this this debate that we're having here is the debate that NGOs have every single day. It's not as simple as, as just build roads. It's not as simple as just give them laptops or build them schools, give them books. This is actually a real problem that NGOs face every day. They have. I, I read in other articles, like, how do you best spend $75 billion to help people in the impoverished world? Malaria cures. Well, pretty close. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what we're getting at. So it's it's a problem that charities and NGOs face every day. If you have the money to help people, how do you best utilize your dollar to help the most people? In the 90s, two economists named Michael Kremer and uh, from Harvard and Edward Miguel from Berkeley tried to solve this problem. They were trying to raise the literacy rate in Kenya, where the ratio of kids to textbooks was 17 to 1. So one textbook for every 17 wow. kids. What textbook was it? Uh, it was the alphabet of manliness. <laughs> <laughs> Big problem. <laughs> so yeah, but that's what, like, that's what I, that's a reasonable solution I'd expect to hear from charity going to Africa. Like, well, we've bought 10,000 copies of Maddox's book and we're shipping them over there. Isn't that pretty great? It's like, no. The kids are putting hot sauce in their eyes. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. They're learning about boners and copping a feel and yelling. <laughs> yeah. Good memory. Um, so they linked up rich donors to poor villages to get them books. Over the course of four years, they studied the kids and found that the villages that received books didn't fare better academically than their control group. So they just yeah. get, it just took two villages. Surprise. They gave one a whole bunch of books, and another one, they made sure that all the kids had books in one village. Right. Another one they used as a control group, and they did their test scores, uh, excuse me, they checked their test scores later on, and they found that the ones with the books didn't fare better. Let me, and, let me ask, did they check for... Um, did they did they check either group for 
gangs of cannibals that come into the village and decapitate people at random. No, what the fuck are you talking about? That's a real, that's a real thing. Oh, I didn't. Oh, yeah. Like, this kind of barbarism is, like, part of their lives. Is it common? It doesn't sound common. It's a thing. Oh, it's okay. A, it's a thing that I've never had to think about in my, in like, my wildest fantasies. Yeah. And if you're an albino kid over there, you're fucked because they come and hack your arms off because they think that, uh, they think they can cure you or they think they use it for, like, some kind of witchcraft medicine. Yeah. There's a big, it's a big problem. Hey, you guys, know, vote up being white. <laughs> <laughs> no. Vote down being. <laughs> no, but, Sean, I mean the reaction people have to being white. Like, <laughs> yes. Well, I don't no, know, man. Don't. If you're not no, an no, kid over in Africa, they're going to hack He's saying being black is a solution in Africa. Oh, right, right. Yeah, right. yeah not yeah. white. I see what you're saying. Okay. Anyway, so these guys, uh, they found that the, the books weren't hel- helping in these, uh, in these communities. Then they really looked into the problem. And that's when they came up with the theory that maybe the reason they were failing in school wasn't because of what was going on inside the classroom, but what was going on outside. Yeah. They found that many of the kids were suffering from cannibalism. Just kidding, dude. (laughs) (laughs) In your dreams, dickhead. (laughs) They're suffering from stomach worms. And that when treated, their absenteeism fell by 25%. The kids got taller, and even their family and friends became healthier just by getting deworming pills. And not only did the deworming work, it was a very cost-effective solution because a treatment cost around 49 cents, whereas a textbook cost 2 to $3 each. These kids also saw a 60-to-1 increase in their lifetime earning wages. 60, you, you were 60 times more likely to, to earn more money. Excuse me, you earned 60 times more money in your lifetime just by getting dewormed. Wait, 60? 60-to-1, Is it yeah. because you live past 13? It has a lot to do with you get a better education, you live healthier, you live longer, you're stronger. You can just show up. Yeah, you, know, you can even just show up. Yeah. Or, is yeah. it 60 times zero? Is it like one of those scenarios where the people who don't have it are like, they have absolutely nothing? Uh, no, I'm not sure, but here, I mean, it's not a stretch. A lot. It's not a stretch to imagine if, if you get worms at a young age and it stunts your growth and it makes you anemic and it, strun- it stunts you cognitively – and you're on top of that, you're not even getting a good education because you're just home suffering all the time with stomach issues. Um, you could It's not a stretch to believe that, yeah, over the course of a lifetime, you're less educated, you're less abled to work, then, yeah, you're going to suffer financially. It's not a stretch to imagine if you get worms as an adult. I'm not going to work if I'm, ch- I'm chock full of worms. True. That. However, as an adult, you've, all, you've presumably already made it past some uh, education in your life. Mm. So you at least have that to fall back on. Though I did some research and found that new studies are questioning the effectiveness of deworming. According to The Week, um, there's it's a really good magazine, actually, The Week. I don't know if you guys read it. Um, a no, paper, I don't read. It's beneath me. Be, yeah. Well, a paper published in the International Journal of Epidemiology says that the treatment may have overestimated the academic impact of deworming. So it's kind of controversial now. This, this These new studies are coming out kind of shitting on the results of this deworming project. But deworming— <laughs> Why? I Why know. would they do that? Well, so I read this, uh, this article in the week, and they were talking about how um, basically in order for a study to be good, it has to be checked out. Right, it has to be tested and it has to be re- replicable. Um, people are less likely to try to replicate a study because there's no money in that. There's no news. Yeah, like, you already answered it. Yeah. Mm. Well, if you if you reaffirm so, uh, what someone else's findings are, yeah, then you're you're not going to get the headlines. You're not going to get the 
prestige of being announced in national newspapers and things like that. Essentially, you're just another guy who said, yeah, so by the way, this good work that these other professors and economists did, Mm -hmm. yeah, it checks out. So Mm -hmm. there's less prestige in that. But they finally started doing uh, some tests on this this uh, the original study, they found that it may have been overestimated. But deworming may still be worthwhile, though, even if there may have been some overestimations in the original study. Do we need a study to prove that deworming is good? Like being having no worms in you has a positive effect on your life? Well, I don't think anyone is debating that having no worms in you is a positive thing. I think what they're what they're trying to do is, is at, again, as an NGO that has $75 billion to invest to try to have the biggest positive impact in people's lives, where should we best put that money to have the most impact in people's lives? So if the they should give it all to Bernie Sanders, probably is that? Did they float that one by? I don't. I think you're. I think you think I'm a Bernie Sanders supporter. I'm not taking the. No, bait. I don't. I was just joking. Oh. Um, oh, oh, I absolutely don't think you're a Bernie Sanders supporter. Oh, yeah, interesting. Um, so. Where do you best spend that money to have the most positive impact in people's lives? And they're trying to figure it out. Uh, and that's why they're they're kind of looking at these studies again to see if the, it truly does have the impact that they say it does so that they can change people's lives and make them better. I think that's the only reason. They're not really looking to poo-poo deworming. But you said you had deworming as a problem on your list. Why? Oh, yeah, because it killed my sister's dogs. <laughs> deworming didn't kill your sister's dogs. Yeah, they did. Um, they took this heartworm medication that uh, when you give it to older dogs, they moved to Indiana you know, a couple of years ago. Yeah. And ticks and heartworms are a much bigger problem out there than they are in L.A. When they got there, they're both older dogs, like eight or eight or nine or something like that. They both got on this heartworm medication, and they both died uh, not too long ago and right around each other. Like they, but one one was older, so they thought it was just an old dog uh, passing on. But the second one was a lot younger, no problems. One night, it just uh, walked outside and didn't come back in. Huh. And they were, they started doing research on what had changed their lifestyles. It was the the heartworm medication that they got put on when they went to the, when they went to Indiana that caused uh, you know heart attack and stroke when when dogs started taking it when they were older. So you give it to a puppy and they build up a tolerance of their whole lives. Oh, but you give it to dogs when they're older, out lights out. Yeah, it sounds like the problem is a bad veterinarian. Uh, well, m- many bad veterinarians, yeah. But uh, I, I don't really know how the veterinarian industry works. I so. always give a free pass to veterinarians because, look, man, doctors work really hard going to school to to earn their their degree and to get a profession. And they are trying their best to cure you and and give you medication that helps you, and sometimes they get it wrong. And they only are studying one species, humans. Mm-hmm. Whereas a veterinarian has to be a master of dogs, cats, birds, lizards, mice, uh, aquatic animals sometimes. There's a lot more to study there, and you have to go to school for much longer. The likelihood of you getting something wrong for an animal, I think, is much higher just because there are more variables. Yeah, um, but, but the stakes aren't as high. True, yeah. true. I mean, that's that's why I'd, I'd be a good veterinarian, Sean. My, for me, it's a coin toss. Oh, what's your dog got? Uh, t- worms? Here, let me, let, me, let me put on my blindfold and get my pointing stick and see which one of these pills I'm going to feed this dog. Oh, it didn't work? All right, well, next animal. Plus, when you say good veterinarian, <laughs> what do you mean? About as good as anyone else. show up to work? Yeah, I'd show up. <laughs> Okay. Was this just stuff you could buy, you know, at a grocery store? Because a lot of those are, you know, you don't need a prescription for uh, from a vet. I have no fucking idea how no. dog law works. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend to know. 
Anyway, guys, that's my solution. Deworming pills, I think it's a fascinating solution, fascinating story. Mm -hmm. Um, Really, really interesting to look into. And I'm kind of curious, you know, I don't know if the impact is as big as they say originally it was, but uh, it's not a stretch to think that it does have a huge positive impact in people's lives. Well, um, I don't like kids having a bunch of worms in them. Huh. So I, I support that. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I they, To them, deworming pills is probably more important than steam engines. I bet. Right? Yeah, well. Like steam engines is kind of a white people solution, you might I say. Guess, I, you know? I guess. So when you vote, keep that in mind. Yeah. Keep in mind your privilege when you're voting for these things. You, you know what, Dick? If I did have a wallet and I had that picture of my Gerber baby and me playing video games, right, with the eye patch, mm-hmm. and I had a little packet of deworming pills, I bet they'd be way more likely to return. I bet it's a 100% return rate. Because they I see that baby is. and they see the deworming pills. And oh, yeah, this fucking poor kid's going to die without with all these worms in his gut. 80, 88% were returned with a baby picture. Next came the puppy and a family. <laughs> there was, they just put a picture of a puppy in it to see. That's, a, that's an interesting study. 53% got returned with a picture of a puppy. Yeah. Uh, 53%, 48% got a return of the family. 28% got returned with an elderly couple. So you're hurting your chances if you put a picture of no. old people in no, there. No one likes old people. Oh, and... Um, 15% got returned when you had a charity card in your wallet. So if you put a card that says, like, I support charities, people are less likely to return your wallet than if you had nothing in well, look there. Look at this holier-than-thou asshole. Yeah, yeah. right? Oh, uh, anyway. Um, Maybe because they assume you're more likely to give, so they're just going to be more likely to take. Speaking of speaking of being full of parasites that suck all your energy from you. Yes, go here's on. Here's my biggest solution. <laughs> batteries. Batteries? Batteries. What are batteries good for? <laughs> you can't have ass kicking without battery. Why? Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> I get it. Do you? Good, good one. Do you? Yeah. No, I get it. <laughs> Got it. Three billion batteries are sold every year. Now we're talking. Are we talking about portable energy or just like punches to to like domestic abuse? I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't say. (laughs) It was domesticviolence.com. Yeah. Let's see. What were the stats we figured with domestic violence? Are there more? Are there more people getting punched by significant others than are selling actual batteries in the U.S. every year? I don't think so. Not with Wii U controllers out there. Those things suck batteries. Like there's no tomorrow. They do, and they're just getting worse. Yeah. That's 32, 32 batteries, 10, 10 batteries a person. Oh, my God. What do you use 10 per day of? 10, 10 per day per person? That's, that's absurd. No, probably 10, 10 per person per year, maybe? 3 billion batteries are sold a- annually in the U.S. 300, 300 million people? Yeah, but those are individual batteries, right? They're, they're counting, like, if you buy, like, for <laughs> You're example— You're right. It's not, a, it's not a stat on how many half batteries have been sold in the well, U.S. Or, or packs. Yeah, packs. Like, because if you if you replace the batteries in your remote control, it's probably four. It's two. Oh, four. Yeah, okay. two or four, you know, whatever. Uh, if you, you got your drone, your RC cars, like, whatever, yeah. Still, 10 a day sounds— 10 a day sounds Incredibly high. No, Let's that sounds math. way too high. Three, th- okay, 300 million people, all right, times— 364, 365 days a year. Okay, what is that? That's a couple billion. Yeah, you're right. Three, that's way less. Oh, of, of course. 300 million, is 10, that's 10 batteries a year. Yeah, Uh-oh, 10 batteries that a year. That solution sounds, looks that sounds about right. Yeah. A lot less good. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you use 10 times a year? Batteries. Batteries, that's it. <laughs> look, look, look. Great, Good for you and your steam engine, all right? Mm-hmm. But without batteries, you are one of those steampunk assholes. That's what that's the difference between steampunk guys 
who look like idiots and wear corsets and monocles and top hats all day. Yeah. And regular guys like us. Batteries. Uh, and I think steampunk has batteries, too. How could they possibly have <laughs> batteries made out of steam? No, steampunk has everything we have. It's just that stupid aesthetic. They Because, again, in that stupid-ass game, uh, what's it, the Immortal Beyond uh, Oblivion... Uh, Bioshock Beyond Immortal Immortality. It's, it's some bullshit game. I'm, I'm so fucking, I hate it. It's so boring. Anyway, that's bullshit ass game. They have portable laser beams and portable jet packs and all sorts of stupid, goofy shit and magic and all sorts of garbage. They need batteries. They have, I think they have them. So even in this fantasy world, they can't escape batteries. No. Even in a world that doesn't have transistors and where everyone looks like a prick, they have batteries. Telegraphs, you need batteries. Remote controls, com- computers. Your favorite thing in the world, computer. You think the Oculus Rift needs batteries? Yeah, uh, Absolutely. No, it's plugged in to a battery. Um, no, to the wall. Well, the wall <laughs> is outlet. just a big battery. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> you you yourself are a, are a battery. Uh, I've seen the Matrix. Trust okay. me, it's right. <laughs> okay, pacemakers. How yeah. About that. Yeah. You need batteries. Yeah, that's true. You need we need all those I know how much you love keeping old people around. Without batteries, they'd be dropping off like flies. Oh, we should get rid of batteries. Satellites. Yeah. Batteries is a superset hmm. of satellites. Aren't they though? I think don't they just use I guess they do store they use nuclear batteries. They got a little thing in plutonium in there shooting off of radiation. No, they use uh, solar power. They use solar power and regenerate their uh their onboard batteries, I think. No. You're talking about the Mars rover. The Mars rover? No, but also satellites. They have uh, solar-powered satellites, too. Mm, I don't think so. I think so. the Voyager... nuclear-powered. Right, the Voyager satellite, the one that was launched in, like, 1970 that just reached the Oort cloud, I believe that is solar-powered because there's no battery, especially in the 1970s, How's that they were going to develop. power There's no sun out there. Of course. It's past Pluto. There's no, there's no sun. There's no photons getting out there. It's got to be nuclear-powered. Vote up illiteracy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Electric cars? Yeah. Batteries. Yeah. You were talking about how great those are. I think they're stupid, but you'd love them. You can't have an electric car without a battery. Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) How about that? You got me. (laughs) Do you You guys remember when we got what? Go ahead. I just want to say about your solution. Uh, Dick, this, I think, is a really good solution. Uh, No joking. I think that batteries are going to be the next future. Like, the, the increase that we got through the Industrial Revolution... We're going to see that if we get a really efficient source of battery power. Oh, my God, Um, yeah. Because essentially right now, today, we have the technology to create nanomachines. We can create flying nanomachines that can carry their weight in uh, in materials, and they would cost next to nothing to create with 3D printers. Mm -hmm. So if you got these nanomachines, right— to with instructions to build a building, and they just carried little bits or of, build a wall. Right? No, 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 <laughs> no, Donald Ma- Masterson. Um, if you got these, if you give them instructions to build a structure, uh-huh. it could be a bridge. It could be yeah, build build a bridge, dickhead, not a wall. Anyway, you could build a bridge. You could build buildings. You could you could you could instruct these things to go to Mars, right? And build structures on Mars so that by the time we got there, we'd have fully habitable structures built for us. All of these things are contingent upon one technology existing, and that is more efficient batteries. Batteries. I totally agree. Absolutely, it's the solution of the future. All of these other solutions are (laughs) solutions for the past and weirdos who like to live in cosplay. Yeah. And need to hit the gym more. 
They all fucking do in the steampunk era. But uh, but again, Dick, I, I, I like to quote myself here. I like to say that a good solution is one that exists. Yeah. This doesn't yet exist. It I think exists it will. in your mind. Yeah. Which is real. I think it will at some point. I think that if we get uh, more powerful, portable energy... That is really going to to take us to the next level. I mean, essentially, this is I don't know why this isn't bigger news, but did you know they're they're already working on on uh, tiny fusion reactors? Yeah, oh yeah. They have fusion reactors. Boeing has go go search YouTube for Boeing fusion reactor, and they're creating a fusion reactor that can fit inside your living room. Dude, it's because everyone's afraid of nuclear power. Like sadly, I and I do think this, everybody equates nuclear power with like the the immediate potential of a meltdown. It's just not fucking true. Yeah, and it's it's kind of voodoo to them, like we were talking it about totally earlier. is. Well, not they need fusion. to know it's just steam. It's no big deal. It just has those weird towers. Don't worry about it. No, but fusion reactors are not steam. Fusion reactors are taking that shit to the next level. Fusion reactors, well, actually, it may, it may be steam because they do release steam. a lot of energy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're making, they're making fusion reactors the size of living rooms today, essentially. And uh, I don't think any of these are being really used in, um, in large-scale manufacturing or anything like that. But it's coming. We're on the horizon of, in our lifetimes, we're going to see fusion reactors that possibly can power our cars, our jets, our planes. I, I don't think it's, it's really a stretch to see floating cities within our lifetimes with fusion reactors. I mean, we're going to get so much energy out of these things. And we'll float our cities over Africa and throw down Lincoln Logs <laughs> on them to dudes. build a house out of. Here's a 3D printer to build yourself a garage out of. Actually, a, a yeah. weird contraption where you like an elliptical machine with wheels, you fucking assholes. Take that. What, why do you have so much contempt for these poor people? <laughs> I, I, I have contempt for it because um, to make charity appealing, you have to like, sex it up and make it weird instead of just about? sticking to the basics. No, like, that's why Bill Gates is such a pragmatist. And yeah, that's why I brought him as a attention. solution. He no, doesn't get attention for the malarious shit. No, of course he does. He's look, he's not as charismatic as as uh what's his name? Uh, Steve Steve Blowjobs or whatever, but he does he is getting uh headlines just not as much as as uh, uh Blowjobs. Um we're I don't think Steve Jobs does any charity. No, he didn't. But Steve yeah. Jobs, I'm saying Steve Jobs was much more charismatic. He always got headlines wherever he spoke. He's bringing jobs to China, though. Who? Uh, Steve are you jobs. talking about Gates? Steve Jobs. Jobs? No. He's brought a shitload of jobs to yeah. China. Are Millions. you talking about that, that shitty, those shitty like, uh, sweatshops that, they, that he's built? Yeah, all of them. Yeah. Every single thing, every single iPhone's made in China. Yeah. What's that, what's that corporation called? Foxconn. The Foxconn, yeah. yeah. Sounds like a Metal Gear Solid compound. No, that's my, that's my contempt for it, is that uh, like a hand crank laptop being given to a kid who has no food or medicine is like seen seen as a charity cause when, it, when it's obviously not like it, can you guys just can you stop treating every the world like a cartoon for a second and like yeah here's here's what they really need sewers and uh malaria pills and they they need anti-worm pills not hand crank laptops they don't need to be playing tetris with each other you know no nah. No, I I um I see what you're saying. That's why I think that deworming pills is such a big solution because it's not a sexy one, but it's one that's very effective, very cost effective, and does have a very positive impact in people's lives. Yeah, that and iodine. Uh, I believe iodine is huge, huge. It can prevent so much blindness in the world. Uh, just a little a little vial of iodine that we that uh, people are lacking in their diets. Uh, because our salt, our salt is uh, I believe our salt is all fortified with 
with the iodine. Yeah, it's iodine I- iodized salt. It's iodized salt, and that's mm. why that's why we we don't have this this weird affliction that that uh, a lot of uh, third world countries get, where people just start going blind because they're deficient, they're they're uh, malnourished, hmm. and they don't have this iodized salt in their diet. They need some lenses. Some glasses. No, they need diodized salt, sli- salt no, dick. You know, they also, also, you can't iodize everybody at once. Well, you're not going to put on glasses and be able to see if you're blind. Uh, that's it's like actual true. just blindness. Yeah. <laughs> remember when rechargeable batteries were a thing? Yeah. When yes. you put, I remember we would put these batteries in our freezers and they would recharge somehow. That was kind of a cool. Wait a minute, what? Yeah, do you remember those those batteries that were big in the like the late 80s? There were these uh, rechargeable batteries where after you used them, you put them in your freezer overnight and you took them out and they were like recharged. I don't remember that shit. That's real? Yeah. Well, I remember hearing that. I don't know if I ever tested it, but it it was on non-rechargeable batteries when I heard it where it's like, oh, you get a little more light, not that they would recharge, that you would get a little more life out of them if you kept them in the freezer. That was the that was what I heard. I have no idea if it's true. Uh, or not. You know what, Sean? That's a good point because I was a kid when I yeah, heard this. I don't think I, magically yeah, cold yeah. batteries was ever a thing. It's always another kid who tells you that. Yeah, yeah. It's like shaking a Polaroid. It doesn't do shit. Although, although, um, there is something to temperature and energy and uh, and um, and uh, current because that's how, that's essentially how we make superconductors. Is is really super cooled. Um, uh, conductive uh, surfaces, right? Uh, super, super cooled magnets. Yeah, no resistance. Yeah, no resistance. Reducing well, resistance. conduct yourself over to the voting thing and vote up batteries. Hugely. Right. The, how how is the graffiti of the future going to look like with all those nanobots building like a huge dong on the federal building or something like that? Like, what are you going to do? Track my nanobots? I send them all into the ocean. Fuck you. You know National waters, bitch. You know what, Dick? Uh, I'll talk about this because uh, I'm no longer going to do it. But a long time ago, is it ago, like the crown jewel heist? Could be okay. It's it's uh it, it may be even more practical than that. I don't know if it's if it's possible, but uh, even more laugh. practical. Like, that was totally feasible. You know what? I'll fucking steal the crown jewels just to shut your pie hole. <laughs> I hope Sean. you do. I'll throw do it at your fucking do face. It. Scratch you with some ju- with some jewels, some rubies. <laughs> what happened to your face, Sean? Oh, I was I was mouthing off to Maddox. I learned my lesson. That's the, what he stole the crown jewels and slapped Scratch me, me in the them. face. Yeah. <gasps> Bent out here, and I'll, I'll return to the queen too. I'll fly over her fucking Buckingham Palace. Here you go. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Idiot. Um. Anyway, so you were gonna steal the Declaration of Independence no, or something? No, I already got a copy. Um. So here's what here's here's something I was gonna do a long time ago. Back when drones were first becoming a thing, mm-hmm. I was going to buy a bunch of drones and program them as graffiti machines. Essentially, you could just put in some coordinates into your drones, mm-hmm. tell it to go to. This X, Y, and Z location, right? Yeah. Um, uh, and and uh, basically, program it to draw whatever you wanted to with a spray paint load onto the side of a building. You could program this thing to do that whenever you wanted to, and then go to a specific landing location to pick up to pick it up. And if the landing location wasn't safe, you wouldn't even have to pick it up, so you wouldn't incriminate yourself. But mm-hmm. these these things could easily be made today, especially with the drone technology we have now. They're so precise. I talked to a dude who has um, this new drone library that he programs. Um, he says that these things are precise with the GPS sensors on them up to a millimeter. Mm. They're super, super precise drones, and you need that precision for for graffitiing. For graffitiing, yeah. yeah, I love it. An invention you could make millions of dollars with for all kinds of applications, but you limited it to graffiti and <laughs> didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, 
That's anyway. my solution. That's my solution. Yeah, me too. Graffiti drones. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Although, Dick, so here's the thing. With better, more efficient batteries, you could have these drones stay in the sky longer and longer Forever. and longer. Yeah. So essentially, to create a floating city, all you need is enough drones with lift to exceed the weight that you're carrying. That's a lot. Well, sure. I mean, look at that. Look at a helicopter. But here's the I don't future. understand how we got to floating cities. <laughs> <laughs> because, Is it just so you can have more people? Well, <laughs> like cities on top of like there's a city on the ground and no. then oh, that's a good question. Sh- why Sean. are we making cities float? Who cares? We just kind of jumped to it. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't you want to live in a floating city? It would what be possible. It would be cool, but no. I would think crash. that would be you know down the road maybe a little bit. Yeah. Well, anyway. Um. So so here's the thing. You have these these drones, right? Um, if you had the energy pack for them more efficient, like let's say you had a battery that would last a week or a month or a year, right? Mm-hmm. You could put, you could manufacture thousands and tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of these drones. Millions. No, that's let's not get ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so you manufacture hundreds of thousands of drones, right? With 3D uh-huh. printers around the clock, you can just make, make them. These drones would carry you up into the sky or carry whatever you wanted to, <laughs> okay. right? These, so here's the thing. Here's why you'd actually make this. Not floating cities, but if the payload was high enough, right? If you could carry like uh, all these train, these these containers that we're shipping across country with train or ships, yeah. and you had them fly across the country with drones that are battery powered and these batteries lasted a year, right then you could essentially then program these drones to go pick up or take them to factories that have 3d printers have the 3d printers create more drones have the drones pick up more materials and basically we'd have the second wave of the industrial revolution yeah bam fucking nailed it what a genius i am anyway guys the drones like follow you around and like record you well yeah post to instagram yeah That's that's what i want that's the that's the alternate future uh, that I'm afraid of, which is why I say always shoot drones. Yeah. Anyway, nice. guys, my my solutions this week were steam engines and deworming pills. Mine are tapping your back pocket to make sure you still have your wallet and batteries. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Yeah. Good. Hey, Maddox. Yeah. I was wondering why you think Dark Souls is so great. I'm a pretty big fan myself, and I was wondering. If you could say a few good things about the series. Love the podcast. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. This is gonna, I should have brought this in at the beginning. This is going to take like a half hour. Oh, man. Yeah, Dark Souls. That's a whole episode. <laughs> Dark Souls is such a cool game, guys. Like here, okay. You should have quit while you look, were in. Here's the All thing. Right. Here's the thing. <laughs> About Dark Souls. I'll just say this. Can I go to the bathroom? Will you still be talking when I come back? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, hold on. Let's see. (laughs) Let's see. Talk about how great Dark Souls is. Dick's literally going to the bathroom right now. Okay, so here's the thing about Dark Souls. All right. So Dark Souls is a great series because when the game first came out, everybody thought it was too fucking hard. In fact, that was the big complaint. People were turned off to this game because it was so difficult. And people were saying, well, you know, it's it's very uh, off-putting. It's not welcoming to beginners. However, you pick up the game, and, I, and I, I actually doubted them too when I first started playing the game. I picked it up and I ran right through the first level. First thing I did in the game is I killed the NPCs. For anyone who doesn't play video games or doesn't know what that is, an NPC is a non-playable character. In this case, it was my uh, my inventory guy, right? Right off the top of the, the game, I killed the guy who, cre- who keeps all my inventory. So already I'm fucked. What, Sean? Do you know what's funny about this? Huh. Since Dick is gone, you're sitting explaining this to me. 
You're explaining this to a guy who literally has not played a video game in like 25 years. Oh, jeez. Sean, <laughs> what an idiot. That's a mistake. What? That's a mistake. You're getting, I'm getting, I can't wait to smash your face with the crown jewels. That's going to make me so happy. I'm going to have a boner when I do it, too. Now, if you want to talk Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> I do, but not now, because I'm talking about Dark Souls. Go which, ahead. Which actually has more in common, Sean, with Super Mario Brothers than you might think. So when people were playing this game, right, first thing, I fucked myself. I killed the inventory guy. So I could no longer store any weapons or items or equipment in the game. I fucked myself. And then uh, because I'm so stubborn, I'm also not going to start a new game, right? So I just just playing through this this level as as my game is already fucked right from the beginning and I never started a new a new game. I just said, "You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to carry every single sword, item and, and piece of equipment I carry in the game and it's it weighs you down." Dick came back. Hi. I thought you were talking about good things about Dark Souls. No, no, no. I am. I'm getting to that. <laughs> oh, you haven't started yet. <laughs> <laughs> He's saying how fucked he was. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I just wanted to finish my rant about Dark Souls. No, no. 